Welcome back to another episode of My Mom Thinks You're Dumb. We are on watch number seven, I believe, isn't it seven, of Groundhog Day. And I gotta say, this was the most depressing watching yet. Uh, Jason, you know that I watch this movie on Sunday mornings, 4 a.m. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it takes, I'm glad that my family doesn't wake up for, you know, several hours after I finish watching it because it just puts you in this state of depression for several hours. And while to yeah, you have to welcome back you have to a very special episode of my mom thinks you're dumb here on this season. We're talking about. So a very special episode of my a movie. Um, oh, were you guys talking? What what happened? We already started, so we're already a minute and eighteen seconds in. I'm just well, talking about how depressing it is if you watch this movie in the morning. Oh, did you tell my story? No, I, I was just talking about from personal experience. Well, I came to you with this information because you remember on Monday I watched it. In the morning, um, my son has been sick, and uh, so he was sick Friday and Monday and Tuesday, and he stayed home and stayed home today. But um, I got to stay home with him Monday and Tuesday, and uh, he slept in. So I watched it first thing in the morning, and uh, it is a completely different movie to not immediately go to sleep to. It is. It takes some time to get the depression out of your out of your life. The depression that you'll never in fact have a perfect day. Um, but just having what I, I think this was watch number 19 for me because ever since you guys changed the rules at like episode 60, I've only watched it one time a week. Um, it's, it's, it's a different experience to watch it at different times of the day. That, that's why I watch it coming into the podcast. Like I literally just hit stop. Because I like to carry that sense of depression and existential dread into the podcast. I feel like it really carries through. Well, that might explain some of our emails. I showed Ben some of our emails. This week, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to let uh, BG Walker host it because, Jason, let me tell you, the people do not like me and you. Welcome back to another very special episode of My Mom Thinks You're Dumb. Yeah, this is uh, this is watch number seven. Are we we're right on that? I, I yeah, yeah, it's episode eight, but we didn't watch the first episode. Yeah, I went by the I went by the uh, titles to know that. Um, am I coming in real hot right now? No, you sound fine. You're just very pixelated. Why are, why don't they like us both? Is it because we're related? <sighs> it has to be something. 
Something about you know too much. You know too much about my bow-leggedness. You know too much about my... <laughs> both both of your legs are bow-legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, BJ, you're hosting this week. Take us through it. So Where do you want to take us? I want you to understand this. I'm doing the math. I'm crunching the numbers here. And this movie is one hour... 47 minutes that is 107 minutes correct yep so we have wasted 749 minutes watching this movie seven times a 749 minutes you will never get back to share with family and friends or anybody i've probably, I've probably seen lebowski that many times if you've seen it 19 times you are uh you're a glutton for punishment. I got. I got to tell you that. So, well, my church. My church told me I only have 462 more Saturdays with my son before he moves out. Huh? And that was really depressing. I mean, it seems like a lot, but like they're counting down. Yeah, they got the timer. Lose another one every week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we're on what Wednesday, so two more days, and that's 462. Yeah. Did I tell you about going to the doctor and uh, they took my pulse rate and it was like 88 or something like that? And I was like, that seems high. That is Should I be concerned about that, doc? And he said, like, well, the heart only has so many beats. I was like, what the hell? You, you can't. What? That's you horrible news. You need to go to a holistic healer that doesn't believe in death and then they don't even care about that kind of thing. Or one that believes in reincarnation, right? Yeah. SB Poe came up with some good stuff about that Buddhism. Who's that? S.B. Poe came up with some great stuff about uh, the... Uh, Hinduism. Hinduism. Or what well, Buddhism, it? Hinduism. I want to Judaism. go back. What do you mean they don't like us? Judaism. Go ahead, BG. You were saying? Sorry. So sorry. This... Um, so I, I have... Uh, I developed asthma back when I had COVID like two years ago. Speaking of heart rate, every time I take a shot of my inhaler albuterol my heart rate goes up like 30 beats per minute for about five minutes sometimes yeah. it gets me dizzy and seeing stars and lightheaded and all and it's just like yeah, albuterol is crazy it, it, it rapidly rapidly beats your heart beats away it's pretty crazy makes you feel like you're that, in groundhog day if you know what i mean am i right I know that i agree with all right doctor. What what do you got up? Here's what I think. It, what if you did this for the rest of your life? You took one of those little counters, and every time your heart beat, you just click down the timer, the counter, I mean. And then when you die, it's like, oh, there's how many heartbeats he had left. No, there's no no, there's no way to know the answer to that. It's the same problem that this movie has. <clears throat> the yes, your heart will beat some number of times. But that doesn't mean that there's, that's how, it's not like it's a, a clip full of bullets and it's only going to fire so many. I think that, you know, if you could redo your life over and over and do different things, you're not going to die on the same heartbeat every time. It's going to depend on your like fitness level, how active you are, how much albuterol you do. Yeah, don't do the albuterol. You tell that to the old man in this movie, Jason. What? You tell that to the old man. 
That's the problem. So I was watching it just now. At 8.02, we let him go. At 8.02, we let him go. That's the most depressing part of a depressing movie. Do y'all ever think about the, the consequences of free will when it comes to this movie? About watching it or not watching it? or No. The, the people in this movie do the exact same thing every single day that he relives it. There's no variation. Wait, what's that guy named? Mike Hall or something like that? The AP? That made sure that they did it all the exact same? Yeah. And I mean, what that says is there's no randomness in the universe, which means that you could, if you knew the, you you know, there's no free will. Well, I mean, we've talked about that. um, I'm sorry, I slipped right in the hosting role. Uh, BG, go ahead. You want to take that? Well, what what I think. What's going on? Overlooking here, the fans have spoken and and y'all are out and I'm in. So we're going to, I'm going a little bit more. What? Who said that? With the asthma story alone, I mean, I'm captivated. Seven minutes in, I don't want to slit my own throat or anything like that. I mean, this is captivating stuff. The stuff about taking inhalers, I mean, sure, that only applies to like 12% of the audience, but, you know, let's let's not cast a wide net. We're looking for a real specific audience. I think that's pretty generous to say 12%. We should look that up. Anyway, well, it should be either twelve percent or have a family member who does have an inhaler. That's what I was assuming. Not actually the people that have experienced the heart rate increase, but maybe know a loved one or know someone that one time used an inhaler. That's true. I mean, if people don't like me, Bo, I'll just go on mute. I'll just go right on mute. No, we need oh. to make it like the they have to tune in. So y'all would do like a heel turn like in pro wrestling when Hulk Hogan decided to be a bad guy and dye his beard black. We're, you know? Jason, we're coming off as the Phil Connors of this podcast, and people are going to love us. Yeah, don't be a Ned Ryder. We're going to make them love us. Who's mm-hmm. Phil Connors? <laughs> <laughs> hey, All right, BG, I agree to this. I agree to these emails. Based on the promise of some Say by the Bell talk. Are we getting into that or what? All right, here we go. Top five. Rank your top five Say by the Bell female cast members. Any iteration. Saved by the Bell high school. Saved by the Bell college years. Saved by the are Bell you, Hawaiian wedding. Wait, stop. I only know four. No, or, just stop, 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 stop. We're grown men. We're not going to sit here and rank 15-year-old girls. We have to replace them. We have to replace them. You were a 15-year-old girl. I mean, boy, boy, 15-year-old boy. When were a 15-year-old girl. You got it right. You you go back in time to your 15-year-old self and you say, you know watching the show, you were like, I'm watching this show for one reason, and it's not Zach Morris. It's who? That's your number one. I uh, well, what was that movie that the one girl did after the show? Showgirls. Yeah, that was a good movie. It was. It was high quality. It had she nothing was an adult. to do with the copious amounts of nudity in it. It was just high, high quality film. Yeah, it had told a good story. Everything in C seventeen ever is just the best storyline. 
Do we have to replace Tiffany Amethyson? I'm gonna because I can replace the other two real easily. Who are you gonna? I never saw the show. You never saw the show? No. All right. Simple solution: we either replace Tiffany Amethyson with a young Audrey Hepburn or Kathy Ireland from um, Necessary Roughness. Oh, that's easy a, choice. Easy. Same way. Easy. Kathy Ireland. Or um Kathy Ireland is basically the same as Tiffany Amber Thiessen at the time in my eyes. Right, right, right. There are parallels there. Yeah. Um who was the uh Rebecca Romaine? Yeah, she was she was good in some roles. I would Nicole Kidman was hot for a bit. Had, she had two good roles that she showed occasionally. Sorry, what? I like. Here's a, here's an idea. You replace Jesse Spano with Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Just imagine her singing. I'm so excited. I'm so excited and then crying. Oh yeah, we could replace those other two, Art Voorhees and um, Je- Jesse. Um, we could replace them pretty easily. Yeah. Who are we getting as our Dustin Diamond guys? Who's our Screech Powers, huh? Why, why are we replacing people? I don't understand this game. If you could rewrite Saved by the Bell and you cast oh. your own people, who would you put in each role? Myself. Oh, yeah. Zach Morris is Fletch, huh? Fletch? Zach Morris? Chevy Chase. Little, Actually, Chevy, Chevy. Chevy Chase Chevy Chase. a very good screech. Ooh, that's weird. Yeah, let's get weird. <laughs> What about Steve Martin as Max? You know, doing those magic tricks? Yeah. Steve Martin's good. Yeah. He's a wild and crazy guy. He really is. Hey, you know who's a good replacement for Zach Morris? Bill Anybody? Bill Murray. Nope. Because he's already snooty, snide. Is he, though? What? This, you know, what? this is madness. The, what? This is madness. What are we doing? Why are you reclining so hard, Bo? I don't understand what's happening. I'm trying to get away from the microphone. I'm not trying to come across as yelling or all these hurtful things that these emails are talking about. Like, why are you attacking them? Aren't they your guest? Can we just read the emails? BJ, do you think it's good at this juncture to let Jason? You don't understand what people put on the Internet, Jason. No, I don't. I mean, and they come from these emails like... JR tape four seventeen twelve eleven ZZ nine oh two at YML or something crazy. But they're so vitriolic. You just can't you can't listen to the critics. You gotta focus can on Can we talk about Can we talk about Paola Paola in the in the podcast industry, guys? Can we talk about this? Yeah, let's do it. We've got hashtag we've got right up thirty eight thousand downloads. And we have 10 reviews on, uh, are you facing the label there, Jason? Probably. No, we're not recording the video, bud. Oh. But that was a great product, product placement. Potential advertisers out there. I wish you realized how good we would be at product placement. Hashtag Ford Bronco. Um, so we were. Um, if you selling middle-aged knee warmers, Bo, Bo would be a great 
a great model for those. Have you guys left a five star review on the podcast? No. Yes, I did before I was a guest. I don't know how. You're a great guest. That's why you're hosting this week. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I put in. I, I mean, in my reach in this house, I've got like five phones. They've all given five star reviews. Every time I ask to borrow somebody's phone, I just go right immediately to the podcast and I go to my mom thinks you're dumb. Usually I have to look it up, which makes me mad, but I also don't tell them about the podcast. So, but I go on it and leave five star review. Sometimes I write a review just for giggles and then I give them back their phone. Um, but tell me have 10 reviews. It's, it's so ridiculous. And it's because we don't, we pay like $12.99 a month to stream up this out on all the services. But Every the main emails we get is to my mom thinks you're dumb at gmail.com with no apostrophe. Um, is about hey, upgrade, pay $49.99, pay $59.99, pay $99.99. We'll get you followers, we'll get you uh likes, we will get you five star reviews. It's payola, man. Like some of these webs, some of these podcasts that are out there have like thousands of. And I don't know anybody that's ever heard of their st- I don't know. I don't know. <coughs> I think definitely talking about Groundhog Day every week for a year is going to drive those ratings up and uh, those the listenership up. So, Well, I have to say, when, you, when I first started talking to you about this podcast, you said, oh, we've got 10,000 downloads. We've been on it, what, eight weeks? Now you got 38,000? 37,546. See, what's changed? This guy. <laughs> I think when I told you we have tens of thousands of downloads, I was being facetious, but all right. I've got a very expensive TV that really wants to play all these recordings it's got on it. So, uh, no. let's hear BJ, what's up? What's up next? Here's what I'm, uh, here's what I'm stunt. Um, stunt. Here's what I'm thinking about this week. I got, like I said, uh, the character edition. I got like everything there is to know. I I even named my notes character edition. Uh, Mm -hmm. So what this is, is like, what's his name? Harold Ramis has gone through. I only watch the director's commentary now because, frankly, it just helps get my mind off of the depressing dialogue that I have to listen to every time this movie comes on. So I'll go down the list and I will just Google search each name that pops up. And I got to tell you this, the lady that plays Nancy, you know, Nancy Taylor, her name is Marita Garrity. One of her credits was Date Rate Woman from Broadcast News. That is what she was known as in the movie, was Date Rate Woman. Has anybody seen Broadcast News, first of all? Secondly, when I was thinking about this, is she date raping somebody or being date raped in Broadcast News? I'm not sure. Have you seen it? When was Broadcast News made? Oh, you got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Was that Caddyshack? 
I just, yeah, I want to get more into the humor stuff. I, I don't think date rape person's new. I don't care about broadcast news. How about this? I'm sorry, what? How about this? All right, next character. I already brought out the Rick Dukeman weighing over 426 pounds. Angela Patton, Mrs. Lancaster. You know, the, the, the grandma, he calls her ma. Of course, there's no... no True shining light. That was actually one of her first roles because she started in theater and she didn't actually have a movie career until this movie. She was a stage actress. Yeah. This was her first Character. movie credit. Let me but she something. did like character actors really well. She was, uh, uh, I think it was a heroine's choice. Like she, she was really believable in, in character acting on, on, on and off Broadway. Yep. Cause he was Let mentioning me that about stage actors. I'm sorry. What stage actors are wild people. So Ms. Oh. was getting her phone call. Jason, I did find out that it is Anton Chekhov that said that about the long winter. And it, he, it, if you watch it as many times as we have, you realize that it is a throwaway thing about Chekhov. He, he puts Chekhov out there and says, like, but if I know, if he had to look at you, beautiful people, he would want it to last a long and... Sorry, go ahead. Long and illustrious winter. Uh, I did find the categories. Do we want to get the categories out of the way? I'm going to add a new category, too. That would have been better if I weren't eating and I'd time that up a little bit better. What? But we'll, we'll not fix that in post, guys. But if I'd have been right there when you said, like, I found the categories, and then it said, like, oh, no. That would yeah, you can just take it. How do you have story of mine? So ready to go. I wish I had story of mine. The air there at the end when he does the little bebop on. Sorry, I've got chicken sandwich in my mouth. Go ahead. You know, I, I haven't heard the uh, original version of that song. I've only heard the kids bop. That's the life of an elementary PE teacher. They hear kids bop everything. We have kids bop Gangnam style, and they sing in Korean. You know, there's uh, kids bop to the WAP song. Really? Yeah. WAP, the, that song that Miley Cyrus danced to? No, let's just not. Let's just skip ahead because we're a family pod. Let's go BG next category, baby. The groundhog's name was actually Scooter. He bit Bill Murray six times, and the most uh, vicious attack came in the truck after he said, don't drive angry. Yeah, that was apparently been twice there, and it was pretty vicious. The, and you know who felt really bad? The animal wrangler who had raised it since it was a baby. The animal wrangler actually wrangled not just groundhogs, but all kinds of animals. And uh, he actually had a lot of other movie credits because he was handling so many animals. Hey, who did the bear in The Great Outdoors? You think that was the same bear in The Revenant? Because The Revenant is hard to watch. It's probably that same guy. <laughs> that bear in The Great Outdoors had a human butt. <laughs> yeah, but that, okay, that bear, that bear was the same bear in uh, Anthony Hopkins uh, and yeah, in uh, Andy... No. 
Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, and Anthony Hopkins, where he's like, oh, how are you going to kill me? And the, he's a billionaire or something. Remember that movie, The Edge? Yeah. That's the same bear. That's not the famous bear. bear. Still have the hair that bug. killed people in the movie Semi-Pro, is it? Will Ferrell movie? It's not a pet. I just remember that one. It's not I need a I'm going to get my TV to record that movie. That's got some good sound clips. Which one? Go ahead, BJ. Sorry. So, Hendon Walsh is the uh, name of the newlywed lady, the girl there, the WrestleMania girl. She has done extensive voice acting with uh, mainly being Starfire from Teen Titans Go. It's a pretty dang expansive role. And then the final one that I thought was interesting was that Ken Hudson Campbell, the man in the hallway, worked alongside Steve Carell, Bob Odenkirk, and Chris Farley at Second City and also got his start in the fantabulous sitcom right after The Simpsons in 1993 called Herman's Head. Herman's head. Who's that? Who did Bob Odenkirk show? The man in the hallway. Ken Hudson Campbell in the hallway. Going to see the groundhog? I know he's been in some kids in the hall sketches. Yeah, exactly. He's just a fun guy. He's actually been around. But they just list him as man in the hallway in Groundhog Day. And then he goes on to star in Herman's head. Or maybe he was already in Herman's head. I don't know. Let me just tell you, you got about four minutes and 30 seconds, so I'm going I'm to go off the rails about this movie. And at the 30-minute mark, that's when I can it can no longer be a family pod, and I'm not happy about this movie this, this week at all. Four minutes. Here we go. Do it. Let's see. Uh, David Pasquazi, he was the therapist. He was also the honk, the caterer. And Father of the Bride, the Steve Martin edition. You know, Hong. Is he the one that says, uh, let's, I think we should meet anybody again tomorrow? Yeah. 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 Because the other guy's the cheap, cheaper chicken, Martin Short's character. That was pretty good. But he's not Martin Short. So he's the other guy. Rennie Santoni, the cop in the snow. Did you know that that's Poppy from Seinfeld? You ever watch Seinfeld? What? Poppy that pees on the couch. Doesn't he own a restaurant or something? Yeah, he owns an Italian restaurant. He doesn't wash his hands? He doesn't wash his hands at the restaurant. He's the cop. And they didn't use his voice. They used the guy's voice from... Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year, yeah. When you got a voice like the guy from the Rookie of the Year, you're going to use it. But I can't believe that was Poppy. He was so big. He was jacked. I know. That's what I thought. But he got credit for it, so it must have been him. Are y'all hearing my dog bark like that? No. I'm so sorry. Are y'all hearing that? A little bit. Yeah. I keep, I keep trying to mute it. I'm sorry. Rick LaFever was also a stuntman in this movie. He also was a stuntman in <laughs> of the year. You give the people what they want, Jason. Sometimes you just got to give the people what they want so they know that they're idiots. Well, they don't know what they want. 
I'm gonna give them what they want. I'm gonna click this mute button. Watch. If they want, if they want some Rick Lefevre facts. Rick Lefevre, stuntman and rookie of the year. We've gone full circle. What are you eating? A sausage biscuit? That was a uh, chicken sandwich. I'm very sorry. Huh. We're recording. Let's be honest. We're recording. In the daytime, which is not acceptable. I watch this movie in the daytime. Let me talk about wanting to uh, keep my son from watching this movie. <clears throat> so Monday morning, I watched it. And um, it's, of course, Wednesday night when we record. And uh, my son was ill. And um, he woke up late, you know, woke up at 930. I was still watching. And he comes in and he's like, hey, what, what are you watching? I was like, no, nothing. Wait, Dad, is this Groundhog Day? Because he was super excited about it. I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. He's like, no, you can let it keep playing. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm not going to let my son watch this movie. You don't want him to be depressed. Well, I'm sure just like any person, the first time, you can only watch it one time. It's a great movie. It really is a great movie. Unquestionably, it's a great movie. Let's be more accurate. It was a great movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't hate it this time. Like, I actually just kind of sat through it. With, I was just kind of dead inside. Did you have any kind of commentary going on or anything like that? Or was it just... Uh, just a commentary in my head. <laughs> what was your head? Was just, what was that guy saying? He was just like, why are you wasting your life? <laughs> There's, uh, you know, there's things you could be doing that are productive. You've only wasted email, 750 minutes on it right now. The email people don't even like you. <laughs> why, are you why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> uh, I've never seen Bo just get up and leave. I think he's waiting on, he's waiting for five more seconds. Three, he's got two, one. All right, we're 30 minutes in. Here you go. Oh, he's back. He came right back. Right at the 30 minute mark. We're ready to go. Here we go. 30 minutes and 10 seconds. I had to go tell my dog to shut up because it is not a family pod right now. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that a pocket door? Yeah. What kind of doors do you have? Ow. Sorry? What's it like living in the Taj Mahal? I just had, I've got a door guy. You got a door you got to have a door. potential to be irrational. Perhaps you should attempt to access that part of your site. pompous fool. And if you were not an ambassador, I would disavow you right here. All right, here we go. So I said, Johnny, what you doing tonight? You looked at me with the best full of fright. Proceed. All right, so let's talk about what we got on the movies this week's. Lost, not bad. Not good, but not bad. Um, My notes... Look like a hodgepodge of stupid stuff. Did I talk about my, my, I'm really practicing the harmonica and I'm really trying to understand how, uh, time travel could be possible. Did I talk to you about that? No. Wait. All right. So maybe. BG, are you familiar with, uh, the show Quantum Leap? 
Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, let me explain it to you. Quantum leap style. Because that's really the only way I know how to explain it. Uh, quantum leap. I'll just have this going in the background. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Damn. What was it? Every time he jumped into a new body. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, that's not too loud, is it? Can y'all hear me still? I can't hear the music. Wasp. Up. Ridiculous. The screenshot. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Too loud? That's too loud. Right there. there. All right, imagine, let's imagine, guys, an ashtray, but a huge ashtray, like the size of Neyland Stadium. Perfect example. Let's use Neyland Stadium. Look at the huge ashtray on her. I haven't bought a cigar since 2012. Why would you? Why would you? What are we smoking to? Victory over a bunch of chumps? Mm-hmm. Um, so imagine, guys, a stadium the size of Knoxville, an ashtray. Has a top and a bottom. It's an enclosed box. Okay. Inside that stadium, which I'm sure, namely, this is always the case, but inside that stadium is a fly, and that fly weighs thousands of times more than the stadium that it's in. Am I right about that, Jason? Just basically right. What we're describing is an atom and a nucleus. That fly is the nucleus of the cell. Now, in a simple atom like hydrogen, state what, the electron cloud. No, it's the atom. It's an atom. Okay. The cell, the stadium is an atom. Yeah. Now, I only have a tenuous grasp of chemistry. I can tell. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. Semesters, that was straight A's, but rude and I'll oh, take it back. I'm trying to make this simple for the audience. Jesus, you're messing up my quantum weight music. I'm on mute. Your music is not loud enough. Hello, the ladies. All right, so in a simple atom like hydrogen, you have a nucleus, and in that nucleus is one neutron and one proton. At some magical way, imagine all those people smoking cigars right up in the CBS camera. Imagine that's only one person. And that person is somehow both everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Everywhere inside that stadium and nowhere inside that stadium at the same time. That is what's called the quantum leap. What the electron does is, and yeah, you can you can shake your head, you can break it down into quartz and stuff like that. But on a very simple level, what that electron is doing in keeping that nucleus kind of in check and bonded to it, and there's different spectrometers, but that's a very simple thing. And what that electron is doing, because that electron is, this is all theor theoretical. The electron is made up of different particles, theorized, called quartz. One of those quartz is theorized is called tachyons, which allow it to move separate from time and space, 
in a thing called space-time. Space-time continuum? I'm beginning to understand time travel, Jason. Makes one of us. All right. What have I told you? Let's just talk. I got to get into this. Rhinestones? You're a sucker for rhinestones? She likes shiny things. What? Both, not the <laughs> yes, but my father was a piano mover. That's the line that really got me this week. Yeah. I don't know why. I was like, ah. We're going to have to get going if we're going to stay ahead of the weather. Even on the day that uh, Harold Ramis allows We the Punished to see uh, Phil being a god, and do you know how many times that happened for him to get that right? Like, but he gives that look to Nancy on that day that he's the only one day he's being a God. You know, he spent thousands of years being a God, but he does some eye stuff. That's like, he's kind of got some dolphin DNA, I think running around in him. The way he says the chipmunk sound, he's like, what? You know, it's true. Like, yeah. Um, my background spotlight this week goes to the man in the blue jacket. I'm so glad he didn't talk about the categories, BG. I couldn't have handled it. But I wanted to ask, BG, I know this is a pet peeve of yours. Is there a day that they held the auction? Because, you know, so much news introduced on the perfect day. But is there a day you guys think where Rita didn't bid $339.98? Maybe she just, I'll give $20. She got outbid or maybe something. What do you think happened? I think it's. I think she didn't even want to bid on him. He didn't even get invited to the auction except for on the perfect day. Why would they invite him? He was a jerk. He was getting more perfect. I mean, like, surely there were some days where he saved the MC slash mayor, his brother, and got invited to that thing, right? Like. Was that Jason? what got him invited, or was it because he was saving everybody's life? Mm. I thought it was really unfair the way they treated Chris Elliott when he got up there. They made fun of him. Let's talk about this, guys. Scary Movie and Scary Movie 2 were good movies. Awesome. Grab my little hand. Get my strong hand. Lost, you have one. No, take my strong hand. Yeah. Chris Elliott saying that. <laughs> Let me just I mean, I haven't seen that movie in 20 years. That's saying stronger. And like Marlon Wayne's having to reach out and grab his. And he's and he gets those mashed potatoes yeah. and he slaps. He spreads the mashed potatoes on people's faces. There's a lot of, uh, well before our time, back in the 80s and 90s, there's, you, you guys can YouTube it. I know we're all Gen Zers here on this podcast. But um, on YouTube, he used to do this. Uh, they used to have a talk show called The David Letterman Show. And Chris Elliott used to do some funny stuff. He's a funny guy. Was he on, like, yeah, he in Living show. Color or something like that? Wasn't he on a sketch comedy show? He, did, he had his own show. The Chris mm-hmm. Elliott Show. That's what it was. My mom had I think David Letterman basically got him that show. My mom hated him, like just hated him. You know how some people just hate other people's faces? She just hated his face. 
And anytime he came on TV, she would just say, I hate that guy. Did you know well, she hates him like that? She needs to watch him in the movie uh, Something About Mary. Because when he's got the hives yeah. about Mary, God, so good. He's so funny. He's like, man, yeah, but did you see her? And he's like, oh, God. He's really good. I really like Stephen Tobolowski, too. Yeah. On that head. There's a lady that there's a lady in the crowd when she bids the three what was it, three hundred and eighty eight dollars or three hundred and thirty nine dollars and eighty eight cents. Yeah. So if you look <laughs> right over her if you look right over her right shoulder, there's this lady. And when they're bidding on Bill Murray, she has this dead look on her face. Like she could care less. Chris Elliott goes up there, they cut back, and she's smiling like ear to ear. Was it she two bits? No. There's it's not. a lady that's behind the shoulder of forehead. Well, Let's talk about smiling, but not bidding. What? She's smiling but not bidding then. How much did the two bits ladies bid on Bill? Weren't they competing with Nancy for him? Like five or ten bucks, I think. Yeah, they they broke out the purse, the what coin purse for that one. Was it? Um, was it? They were they going to use their Miralax money on him. <laughs> was it Doris that was bidden with or against Andy McDowell, Rita? I guarantee it. It was the old fastest Jack in the East. Um, the weight of time, guys. The 15th anniversary edition. BJ, you've got to watch this video, The Weight of Time. Yeah. It's not the director's commentary. It's not the outtakes, which, I mean, what a ripoff. We didn't get to see the crazy party back at the house. Barely gets into Big Earn's character. Barely gets into sport betting. Speaking of sport betting, let me talk about Bill Belichick for a second. I had the Bet I had the Patriots on the money line plus eight fifty on the first half over, right? And who does he put in instead of Mac Jones? You go Bailey Zappy. What are we talking about here? Trash. Well, I and I mean, you busted my. I mean, I had money line sprinkle all over that game. Ridiculous. Well, Mac Jones was like what three for four for nine yards, so. Yeah, you stick with Mac Jones. You don't go with Bailey Zappi and cost me freaking hoodie. Jeez. The weight of time, Harold Rainless. I literally didn't understand a single thing you just said. On the money line sprinkle or plus 180 over the first half over? The second that you said, after you said Bill Belichick, I lost it. I couldn't figure out what you were saying. The, this is like, the quantum mechanics made more sense. That segment was brought to you by me listening to the very first episode and saying basically not even sports lingo and Jason saying, I don't know what you're talking about. And BG said, I don't think you really said anything. <laughs> Those words I did say do mean things, but it was all erroneous stuff that I said. Um, the weight of time, Harold Ramos agreed to have this put out there. He's interviewed on it, 15 years anniversary. He calls her luminescent and says that she has such she has such beautiful skin in such a lovely, natural way. He's so in love with it. He is obsessed with Andy freaking McDowell, or was. He was. Well, this was, what, 2008? And he's, 
head over heels in love with her and obviously was during the filming. And to have her order sweet vermouth because his wife does, like, what does he project in there? You know? And see, like, oh, maybe the sweet vermouth likes her, makes her love him or something. So he's thinking Andy. I guarantee, I, I guarantee in the throes of passion, he has called his wife Andy. You think you think that uh, sometimes before they have a, a a private night together, he makes his wife shave the whole front of her head right here. So that <laughs> I was gonna say, makes makes his wife pull her hair back really hard, <laughs> like eyes unnaturally. Her. So that if the first few strands in that first crow's nest get his uh, searches are all about giving his wife alopecia, <laughs> <laughs> larger forehead surgery. Eyebrow lowering. Eyebrow forehead inserts. But she is, let's be honest, I sent you guys some pics today, just because this is my next topic that I want to talk about. She's actually very, I mean, she's a movie, she's a movie star. She's obviously beautiful, but not at all in this film. There's moments when they're like really zoomed in on her face and you can't really see the top of her head when it's more like... Man, it really does accentuate her forehead. Down a stovepipe. Yeah. I think her hair just starts higher. What is she doing with her tongue in that picture that you sent? Like the third picture, she's sticking her tongue out of her mouth. Like, like over to the side, like she's got some whipped cream left over. <laughs> right. Let's stop talking about that that particular picture. Um, Bill Murray. According to uh, Stephen Tobolowsky, threw in the line. It, this was like the 25th take, he says. Threw in the line about, I don't know where you're going, Ned, but can you cancel it? Like, pulled him in close and hugged him and, and like, whispered that in his ear. Like, unscripted. I mean, you know, they were kind of off camera, but, like, that is so funny. That or the day like where the very first day where he says like, oh, yeah, big fan. I'm sure you're a big fan or what. And the punching him, I think of the three days that if you had to pick three days interactions with Needle Nose Ned, Ned the Head, Ned Ryerson, I think that would be one of the three days, right? Yeah. The punching one is the best scene. I wish they would have done the punch more than just one day. You talking about at the end where they like box each other, or are you talking about where he just knocks him out? Where he just punches him right in the face. Well, you know they did. They definitely did more of those days. Danny Rubin looks wild in the 15th anniversary. If you watch The Way to Time, BG, Danny Rubin looks wild in it. Um, they have he says, him. "What they have him beat? They have him in it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Harold talks about Danny Rubin. And he's like, yeah, we told him we weren't going to change that, but no, we totally did. Yeah, um, I didn't think he would be in it because he lied. Mm -hmm. Well, he created this whole idea, but he says in the in the the weight of time part, it had to be a really, really long time because only a really long time could cause change. We're not going to believe that a person could change just because of a few experiences. It's not about being a hero. It's about doing what you can in the moment 
to make things better and not worse. And if some people see that as being a God, then so be it. But that's not his intent. I thought that was really good. How does he define a really long time? Well, Jason, back me up on this. To get to the theoretical Oort cloud that is in our solar system, OORT, you can Google that, BG, the theoretical Oort cloud going at the very fastest NASA can possibly produce today, which is about 42,000 miles per hour, which is very fast. If you were to leave our Earth, and what is it, the horizon? Jason, is that the fastest one? I'm really trying to dig deep on this time. So anyway, if you were to leave our Earth, going the fastest NASA could possibly get you there. How long do you think it would take to leave our solar system, BG? Solar system? A thousand years. No. Also, if you took our, tro- our solar system and put everything into it, it wouldn't make up one trillionth the amount of space. How long it take? Like if you look, if you looked at uh, the sun from Pluto, it would look like a needle. A star. No, you know, it would look like a needle point. Wow, that's why Pluto. Our North Star. Our North Star. We only know that it was still burning seven hundred and forty years ago, something like that. But it would take ten thousand years, which is the exact amount of time that Phil Connors is in this Groundhog Day. It's weird, but that's true. So theoretically, he could have gotten in the fastest. You you said the fastest ship that NASA has. How long would it take to leave the solar system? Yep. I thought Voyager had left the solar system. That was at what the sixties, eighty. Yeah, something. Erroneous. Something just released pictures from outside our solar system like a month ago. That's the horizon. That's the horizon. You know who launched it? The people that built the pyramids 10,000 years ago. The dinosaurs? Big facts. So the pyramids were built by aliens? Jason, I'm going to let you handle it. I could handle it, but you want to handle that? Were the pyramids built by aliens? No. Yeah, because if they released... The Voyager spacecraft 10,000 years ago. No, the, so the Voyager spacecraft has left the solar system. Will it come back? I don't see how what is it going to do. Is it just going to go out there and like disintegrate eventually? Yeah. At its current speed, it'll take 40,000 years to reach the nearest star. Wow. The nearest like sun, the next solar body. Yeah. The next sun? Did you say the next sun? Yeah. All right. This has been our worst episode by far. (laughs) It said so much science in it, though. I know. Did I just hear Blues Traveler somewhere? I mean, I just want to say, like, I wanted to play it. I wanted Wasp to play it. I, I gave him that, but I really don't think I can.
I was gonna pretend that that was. I was like, "Hey guys, do you think I've gotten better at harmonica?" I'm so bad at harmonica, guys. Welcome back to another special episode of Thinks You're Dumb. All right, I really want to re-record this whole thing, but BJ, you gotta go, right? Well, you gotta get moving if you want to stay ahead of the weather. We got the in existence phase, the pan-galactic gargle blaster. The effect of which is like having your brain smashed out by a slice of lemon wrapped around a large gold brick. You know what my favorite part about these sound clips to play is? When you hit play, you look straight down the barrel of the camera for a half second. Like, here you go. I'm about to own that ass. <laughs> I want to know how you... What? What do you do? You use your voice recorder on your phone or something like and record it off the TV? My TV has a voice recorder. We've established this. This is long standing. This is just like going back to uh, the philosophy. Is it one of those pocket TVs? Jason tried Jason tried to pigeonhole this whole <laughs> soundboard clip we that lost his work. We need labels. We gotta have labels. This is why people don't like me. Huh? That's a good label for you. I just don't know how you have them so ready to go. I don't want to talk about this movie. Basically, I'll tell you the story about the time I pooped myself. At oh, yeah, yeah. You got to say that. Well, Let's keep kicking that down the road, guys. That is an Easter egg. <laughs> Especially. But, uh, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Everybody saw it at lunchtime. <laughs> Jason, was I wrong about the Adam, though? I think there's a little bit of a misunderstanding there about what you're saying. What are tachyons then? Explain it. I don't know what a tachyon what is. What is it? A tachyon is a hypothetical time particle, but they've never been observed, and they—I don't think that there's any way to prove they exist. But you can't know that an electron is going to be anywhere. It no. just follows a the, the, orbit. The, the electron cloud. I think what you were trying to get at was that the fly in the middle is the nucleus. Right, and it's got ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the mass of the atom. Right, thousands of times the stadium. Around it is this huge stadium, which is the electron cloud. Mm -hmm. And that electron cloud, <clears throat> any point inside that cloud, has a percentage chance of containing an electron or not containing an electron, and that percentage chance is governed by a kind of a bell curve. So it's a uh, it's more likely to be in certain positions than others, but it could hypothetically be at any position. And the only way to know that is to measure it, which collapses the wave function. So that that's kind of what quantum mechanics is about. I mean, I pretty much said that, right? Like, yeah, BG. you were close. No, I tried it. I mean, obviously I took inorganic chemistry for a year, two semesters, and I took organic chemistry for two years. I mean, like I tried to simplify it and, also, rip on Tennessee. I mean, stupid idiots. Yeah, Bill This is like five weeks ago, you know, guys. Like, no one's going to know about Alabama, Tennessee. 
Remember that time Bill Belichick put in that one guy and he should have put in that other guy? And everybody was like, oh, she. Are we really going Bailey Zappi over Mac Jones? I mean, Mac Jones is from Alabama, dude. I mean, when has an Alabama quarterback not been great in the pros? Can I ask a question? Who is is Bill Belichick? I've heard that name, but I don't know who it is. He's the Patriots head coach. He's the winningest uh, active NFL coach. He's about to be second all time. One more than uh, Saban. He's like the in the NFL. NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Saban worked on his staff. They're good friends. Why isn't Saban the winningest coach in the NFL? He will be the winningest coach in college if he continues to stay at Alabama. I thought he graduated. He he's a professional coach. Why is he still in college? I'm sorry. What? He hadn't got his degree yet. You said he yeah. He, he has his uh, undergrad and postgrad from Kent State. Then why is he still in college? Well, sometimes colleges pay more than NFL teams. He's so he's got a scholarship. He's on scholarship. Yeah. Ride, yeah. Yeah. He's got a full ride, well, and also a- some car dealerships and another ten, twelve million dollars a year, and then they pay him another two point five million dollars a year to put a Coca Cola, which Unless it washes down a little Debbie. Um, oh God, facing the product, guys. Hashtag Coke. I mean, how about be a sponsor? Look how sexy the I am. New generation. You're going to make those polar bears wish they were you, Jason. They, they those stupid polar bears at Christmas. Guys, have we talked about the accommodations? So every bed and breakfast in or around Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, is is obviously booked up. Everyone in Illinois is booked up. The closest we can get is about 27 miles north of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Seriously, but it's a pretty nice hotel. It's got like 9.2 out of 10 on Travelocity, but we need to go ahead and book it. You guys in, right? Yeah. We, need to get, we definitely need to get three rooms. Unless y'all, y'all are going to share a bed or something. I mean, y'all are family, so it wouldn't be as weird. No, I mean, we, I can get a, I can get a, I can get a room with two twin beds in it for you guys. I'm just thinking. I've I've slept in Bo's water bed. I only sleep in water beds. I don't even know what I'm gonna do. I, I I'll take a float down to the pool. Hashtag sleep number. Um, and they've got an indoor pool, and they've also got a pond. The pond would be good for you. That's from Caddyshack. Bill Murray's great. I remember sleeping on that waterbed. I was like, it's so cold. How do you do this? It's so cold. Did I not have the, war- the warmer on? That's what's great about a waterbed. You, you, you just have a warmer. It warms the water. On. I, it was the coldest I've ever been. Maybe it was just in my heart. Yeah. When everybody was saying, like, uh, you know, it's cooler than the other side of the pillow, I was like, yeah, my waterbed is. Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> As in. Get a water bottle. Get out. Man, I got in my refrigerator and I even got a drink. I'm like, what about your drink machine, idiots? Yeah. <laughs> Just push the button. It says Dr. Thunder right here. You know what? I'm good at pull. It doesn't say Dr. Thunder. It said Dr. Pepper. However, you would sometimes get a Dr. Thunder out if you hit that button. Was it a Dr. Was Pepper that? machine? It probably yeah, it was. was. It, had, it had Mountain Dew, Pepsi. You know when you got Dr. Thunder? That was when Etheridge came by and he had found a case. 
in the dumpster behind the grocery store. There's a bit in there. Nice. Oh. But was the actual like giant picture of the logo? Was it a Dr. Pepper logo or was it like Coke? Yeah, it was like a can sweating. Yeah. It was Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. That's awesome. Yeah. My mom had one of those and I thought it was so cool. Yeah, imagine having it in your backyard. I mean, I didn't even wear pants most of the time. I wouldn't. Didn't have to. Drink in the mouth and just piss out while I was drinking. I mean, why bother with pants? Your dad. Well, that's the reason why I knew why people had used wheelbarrows. To carry their. I had to use one walking around like that with a a bumper pool table, a pool table, a sunroom. A treehouse that was out of this world. It was almost like 10, 10 feet high off the ground. Crazy. A baseball field in the backyard. Didn't you have a pitching machine? Yeah. Well, it was, it wasn't a good pitching machine. It was, you know. <laughs> Store bought. But you had a, you had a Bowflex. You had a pool. Yeah. That was in the, that was in the non-formal living room. We've talked about this. This is canon. Did you live like, did you have butlers and maids and robots? My mom had a brand new Jaguar, and I was—I I just turned sixteen. Jaguar. Jaguar. That's how people with the—not uh, my friends today. My friends today are very poor, um, but good people. That's the main thing. <laughs> I'm a commoner. I'm just like you all. You got a pocket door two feet to your left. Well, yeah, that came with the house and the crown molding. I mean, come on. And so, with crown I got a little crown molding myself there, son. Well, yeah, your workshop, you got curtains. I mean, Jesus, how many workrooms you got with curtains? BG, don't show us your room. I got a hanging plant and a record. You plant. got a brand new microphone. And a microphone, yeah. And a brand new microphone, baby. I'm living high on the hog today. Tonight. Hey, what was that first line? Uh, it's four leagues of a hat, hog's head. Remember that one? Four. My car gets six rods to the hog's head, and that's how I like it. <laughs> <laughs> how many years ago did we record that episode? I mean, it feels like a million. It does, doesn't it? It's because it's moving years off your life. I feel like I should have put a new roof on my house since we started this. Midgey, let me say, that's why I've really learned a lot about, I'm really trying to figure out time travel. I've got a paper in the, that I'm going to submit to NASA about a propulsion system about, anyway. BG, you know what made me realize that I was warped in the, in the head by this whole process? What? I was actually interested in the first 30 minutes when you were talking about people. I mean, two and a half months ago, I would not have cared at all, but like... We're running out of material. You'd have, all, you'd have just been like, oh, let's walk to the light. Let's all talk about that because we all know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, oh, all right. BG, what are you doing with a cat? Yeah, I got a freaking wild cat that like claws my arms off. And he was over here trying to bite me. I just slap him off the table. 
I keep thinking you're like getting distracted by a person or oh, something. He's, but... he's like a little turd kitten. Yeah, I keep seeing him in the camera and randomly, you know. We found him under the shed and he just, he like is terrorizing everybody. He bites us and claws us. You got a shed cat? Yeah, we found a shed cat. You leave it under the shed. You just put some food out. Well, he was like as big as this microphone fuzz thing right here when we found him. So, of course. Got a tiny little shed cat? We had to bring him. Let me see him. Let me see the shed cat. Hold on. This plays so well on podcast, too. Show us your pussy, Dan. <laughs> You're so like it's an hour three. Where'd it go? You remember that, that damn sleep number thing? God, I really, I really saved us, guys. You oh, see the refrigerator? You see that little turd? What? I mean, get over there. Get over there into that cat. He Come on. the towel off of the counter. He just does that. <laughs> Is this your first cat? No, we have five. Oh, what, sh- what shirt are you wearing? Let's go back to that. that cat. All right, everybody go to mymomthinksyourdumb.com and every mistake, whatever mistake in life, that's the mistake. Let's make them birds. Yeah, they're birds now. <laughs> Let's make every mistake. It says... Let's make ever mistake in life. Ever. Ever mistake in life. Ever make mistakes in life. Let. Nope, I can't read. Birds. Yeah, they're birds now. Quote from Bob Ross. Oh, I thought that was Phil Connors. <laughs> I thought mine was funnier. The way I was going, I was making fun of it. But here, look. Instead, BJ's makes me seem like a bad reader. Look, look at yourself. Ah, what a cute cat. See, I was trying to attack me. Look. See that? That cat has worms. Definitely. You leave that cat in the shed, dude. Yeah, I'm going to have to put him back under the shed. You already had four other cats? Well, we had two. We had three cats. And we found this stupid shed cat. And then Kaysen and my wife go to the dang PetSmart and they find this cat there and they come home with it. Never, ever let a woman go to a pet store unsupervised. No, and Kaysen is the same way. He, That's how you get birds. He wants you want birds. That's how you get birds. Oh, God, I don't want birds. I got chickens. If you need chickens, man, I got a cat. That had, I swear to God, this cat is suicidal. Cause she goes to my dog's door, in the sunroom, and just you antagonizes. You. What? You took that sunroom with you when you moved? Oh, I mean, you only buy a house with a sunroom and a formal living room. What are we talking about? A pocket door. You have a formal dining room, a formal living room. I have a dream. What, a dog? What are you This is a dingo. Oh, that's a pretty dog. It's a dingo. Wasp. Wasp, get a clip of a dingo ate my baby. A woman hysterical Australian, I think. Yeah. She's crazy, but she is a dingo. You remember that in uh, Tropic Thunder? We're like, that's just real, man. You remember that? Yeah. God. Okay. My wife is texting me furiously, guys. I'm so sorry. So I don't start a pod until 8.30.
Loving you guys so much. Back to another special episode of my mom. This one's very special this week with my very special host, BJ Walker. Thank you guys. And I don't know about the likes. Just keep living as five stars, guys. And we were not going to pay that Apple Payola stuff. I'll pay it. Just let, send me the bill. I want the emails. <laughs> I need access to the, access to the email. I think I think I would I would continue our relationship. You don't want these emails. I want them. I'm going to go to each of their houses. They're so. This is what happens when you. We need that quote. When you, you know. Yeah, I know what quote. You can't say that on here. It's a family podcast. Stop it. The wall just got 10 feet taller. <laughs> All right. Jason, can we play your actual theme music? Because we didn't get that part. Yeah. Can I do your theme music? Do, I do you want the Biden one or the Trump one? Which one's funnier? I don't know. I don't like them either one. All right. We are going to have the Air Force and we are going to have the Space Force. I'm really rich. I'm really rich. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Okay. I'm really rich. The wall just got 10 feet taller. I'm really rich. Stop it. Did he really say, look at my African-American over here? Or is that just, did he really say that? Are you serious? Yeah. I don't follow politics, so I don't know. All right. Well, you're about to take, you're about to take us on a window. I could, I could give you a top 10 things you wouldn't believe that he said. You got a, you got sound bites. I mean, I can imitate him. All right. I don't think, I don't think we need to go here. We may not. We might really get some horrible emails then. Yeah. Do you want do you want the uh, the Biden the Biden one, Jason? I don't know. Just make it, yeah. Just make it to make it fair. Yeah. Make it equitable. I really think Wasp did his best on this one. I think that's so funny for me and Jason's. I mean, this is what he originally had though. I mean, bag of trash. Come on, right? And this is Ben BG's. Come on, music. But that's just John Cena. So I like this one for BG. Yeah, I can deal with that. And I thought this was really funny for Jason. Remember, Bo, when you had a four-wheeler? Yeah. And I had a three-wheeler? Do you really not remember wrecking us? But you flipped us so many times. I right never, behind Pawpaw's set third shed. I never. Up on that hill. Look, first of all, I never wrecked that three-wheeler, ever. You cannot not wreck a three-wheeler. It's like the most dangerous thing on earth. I was a master at driving a three-wheeler. <laughs> I don't know. I got these scars. 
never wrecked it. I'll tell you what I did scars. Did Papa ever make you ride down the hill on one of his uh, dollies that he had nailed <laughs> a wooden beam to? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That's a murder machine. That is. I mean, children like a furniture dolly. Yeah. He, he made it out to be like it was the greatest soap derby thing. I mean, I I used it for years. Criminals in his time used to believe in things. Honor, respect. What do you believe in? What do you believe in? I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. Right? Those contraptions that Papa would put us in and say like, well, he, he put steering on them. But did, did it do anything for you though, Jason? It's just a rope that you pulled on one of the wheels. And it, it helps you avoid running into that. If wheel. you pulled either piece of the rope, the right piece or the left piece, it would snatch you in such a violent. Yeah. Because there was, whip. I mean, like whipped right to the right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like barely pulling the wheel, it would just snatch the wheel over. Yeah, because yeah. the yeah. second the wheel was out of alignment with the direction of travel, it just whacked into the dirt. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, you want to do a J turn? You, you nine year olds want to do a J turn real hard? Touch that rope. <laughs> Touch that rope. And by J turn, it's Jason turned into the dirt. <laughs> yeah, and spit up a little bit of blood. Yeah. God, so violent. God, I love that. How many sheds do you think Papa had in his life? Are you kidding me? I mean, what are we talking about? Lean toes or sheds? Hubbles? Is there a difference? What are we talking about? If it's got a wall and you can put something under it, that's a shed. Hubbles and lean toes? My hovel. I made fun of you about your uh, workshops on that. You guys don't have to listen to this audio. I have to go through it and I have to say like, yeah, cut that all 10 minutes. I mean, that's stupid. I spent four hours editing that, that 10 minutes. I'm like, yeah, what? I mean, it's just stupid. Like, it's not even funny. Most of the stuff we do is not funny, guys. You know that, right? Don't cut, don't yeah. cut my parts. Mainly we cut your parts. My yes, part is comedy gold, and I think the emails reflect that. <laughs> I'm telling you, the weak link this week, definitely BG, right? I mean, he's so factual. I don't know why the people love him. I feel like I'm... And he's never ridden a dolly down a hill. No, I've not done that. I did drive in a bottle of shopping. That's why, both your, that's why both your legs are still the same length. Yep, you ain't got bow-legged in you. Or you didn't have both, rickets. Both of Bo's legs are bow-legs. Yeah, we, we got that earlier on the audio. That one. They're bow legs. <laughs> you want to do the bow red me, paso latte do earlier? I'm proud of myself for the bow legged thing. <laughs> BG really saved you on that. Well, he is named Bo. <laughs> you guys don't have to listen to the audio. Love you all so much. As always. Don't watch this movie. We'll watch enough for all of you. Don't cut any of the wasp. Don't cut any of this. Love you guys. Busy and love you. Yep, love you. Hey, love you Friday. Too. Love you. Friday. Uh, I got to take Coop to the school dance, but I'll probably be in Daphne about 
6.30. Lucky Daphne. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, when? What? What? Friday for Bayside ACA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going. We'll We'll sit together here. 6.30. Yeah. You want to go to uh, get something to eat first or what? Yeah, like Dragon City or something. Are you still recording? Well, we're definitely going to Dragonfly, but... Um, I'll show you. It's good. Dragonfly? Yeah. Tavern? Yeah, we'll go there. There we go. All right.